Reading again from Exodus 17, verse 11 and 12. And it came to pass, when Moses held up his hand, that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands were heavy, and they took a stone and put it under him. And he sat thereon, and Aaron and Hur stayed up his hands, the one on the one side and the other on the other side. And his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. Have you ever tried to lift something over your head for an extended amount of time? When I was in my early 20s, a transmission went out in my car, and so with the help of a friend, we decided to tackle the job of pulling it out. I replaced all the clutches in it, got it ready to go, and it was time to put it back in the car. Well, we didn't have the right equipment to help us hold it up. The car was kind of precariously up on blocks. It wasn't, you know, a mechanic's garage where you have the lifts and everything you need. But uh, I remember we had to get it just high enough so you could get those bolts started straight. And the angle of it, the, the height we had it, you couldn't lock your arms. You were kind of just using your muscles the whole time. And uh, it was very difficult. I, I, I told my friend, I'll get it where it needs to be and see if you can get one of the bolts threaded. And it didn't really go so well. I just remember uh, thinking this is why people pay mechanics to do that. But... Uh, as I pushed, and he tried to push with his one free hand and start that bolt, he kept saying, we need to get it higher or it needs to be lower. It's got to go this way or that way. And the blood just leaves your arms. And I remember my arms being so tired so fast and shifting weight much as I could, trying to put a little more pressure on my right arm. Then I'd try to put more on my left and give... Uh, my other arm a break, but uh, what seemed like an awful long time was probably less than five minutes, but I remember being so glad it was over. And when we were done, I, I just felt there, and I felt like I couldn't even hardly lift my hands from up off my side. They were exhausted. No doubt, this is what Moses' arms felt like, exhausted. He... Well, Amalek had come out to fight with Israel. The Amalekites were famous for raiding other settlements and carrying off the spoils. In fact, this was very much a large part of their livelihood. And they liked to kill for pleasure. When Israel came uh, through their area, they saw this as the perfect opportunity for profit and pleasure. We're going to go out and just take advantage of these Israelites that are coming through our land. Not to mention they were warriors and the children of Israel had been slaves for over 400 years. 
It really should have been a lopsided victory for them. But there was one thing that the Amalekites didn't consider, and that was God. They decided to pick on God's chosen people. What a mistake that was. But even with God on their side, they had to do their part. And it's much the way for us too. We have the Lord on our side, but the Lord expects us to do our part in many things. But they still had to fight the battle. And for one reason or another of God's choosing, it was required that Moses' hands be raised up in the air. As we read that, when Moses' uh, hand were up, Israel prevailed. When they were let down, Amalek prevailed. Well, in that position, they did get tired. Moses' rod, or the rod of God as he called it, was estimated to be about six feet long. It was solid wood. It was the same rod that God had used to show Pharaoh that he was God. When the plagues came on Egypt, Moses raised that rod. It was the same rod that Moses lifted up at the Red Sea, and the waters divided, letting the Israelites pass through on dry ground. And then it closed on the Egyptians, sparing the Israelites. It was the same rod that he struck the rock with, and water came out of it two times. I don't imagine this was some wimpy stick. In fact, I have pictured it and tried in my mind's eye to picture it, and I think of a very solid pole. One that a shepherd would use to fight off a wild animal or save the sheep from a wild animal if so needed. It was a good-sized stick. And this is what Moses had to hold up from early morning until sundown. He was probably thinking, I'll be glad when this day is over. But his hands... When his hands were up, it was very clear that Israel was winning this battle. And when his hands dropped, they could see a definite momentum change. And Amalek started to win the battle. So, with everything changing like that, somehow you got to keep his hands up. Somehow it was necessary and it needed to be that Moses' hands were up for the Israelites to win. Well, thank God for Aaron and her. Aaron was Moses' brother, and her was Miriam's husband, so it would be Moses' brother-in-law. They were dear to Moses, and they noticed what was taking place. They were just observing, and they just were faithful, both of them, because they loved their brother-in-law, they loved their country, they loved Israel, and they were loyal to Moses and the cause that was there. 
You know, the Lord needs loyal, faithful people like that. And they're up on top of the hill. Why, they saw the battle shift. And they realized between themselves that our brother needs help here. We need to do something to help this situation out. And I would have liked to have heard their conversation as they talked back and forth. we got to help Moses. We need to do something. He needs us. And here, uh, maybe, I don't know if Aaron said to her the other way around, let's go get this rock here so he'll have something to sit on. But they made sure that he had something. You see, they were taking care of him. They, they knew uh, what he was doing was important. And then when they saw, why, even the rock isn't enough, why, her, you grab that arm, I'll grab the other one, and we'll hold those arms up all day. That's committed. That's faithful. That's loyal. Sometimes our hands get heavy, don't they? Your hands have gotten heavy in one way or another. And I'm not just talking about holding up a transmission. You know what I mean? Uh, sometimes your arms just get weary and you need someone to come along and hold them up. Thank God for people like Aaron and her. People that see that someone's arms are getting tired. People uh, that help you keep your arms up. You ever had anyone do that? We all have at one time or another. We all have. Maybe someone said an encouraging word to you just at the right time uh, that you needed it. Maybe they said, I'm praying for you. You know, I've had both of those things happen. And I'm thankful for that and those people when they did it. Maybe you're going through the fire and there's someone there uh, that just says, I'm praying for you. Those words, why they encourage you. Don't ever think that that's not nothing. That is enough. Amen. Someone's praying for you. That means everything. All of a sudden, your arms don't feel quite as tired anymore. You feel like, I can do this. Somehow, I can get through this. I'm thankful for all of the times and all the people in my life that have helped hold my arms up. Starting at an early age, I remember being brought to church at, as, I don't even remember the first time I was here. By the way, it's my grandson's first time in church this morning, and I'm thankful for that. But I'm, pre- I'm thankful that my parents were faithful and brought me to church. Every time the doors were open, we were here. And I know that even as a youngster going to the altar, just at that time, just going through motions, that people were there and I heard people pray out loud for me. What a blessing. What a privilege that is when people, you, 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 I mean, you see them around, but you, you hear them pray prayers for you. And at an early age, just simple words, but I thought they care. These people care for me. They love me. They're just like Aaron and her holding up Moses' arms, just trying to somehow prop up just a little youngster. Amen. What a privilege and blessing that is. I'll never forget the people who prayed for me when I was seeking my deeper experiences. 
Oh, they're still precious to me. And there have been many people just like Aaron and her caring for my soul. I'll tell you, people care for your soul here today. People care for you and love you just like that. Those people who wanted to see me come up even as a child, why some of them have gone on to their reward, but I still appreciate them. I'm still thankful for the efforts that they made, and I'm thankful for every one of you here and those that are listening who helped did who did pray and you know really much very much a part of my life helped me through uh, up till uh, left home, got married, and those people are still there. The gospel has been good to me. Precious, faithful, loyal saints of God that are willing to go the extra mile. People like Aaron and her. You know, at 1.30, they weren't done. We're still holding Moses' arms up 2 o'clock, 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock. Why? They kept holding Moses' hands up until the victory was won. No doubt it wasn't easy. Probably safe to say it was boring. When's this going to be over? And we'll be glad when this day is over. Probably without glory. But oh, how important. How important that was. How important it is that we hold each other's hands up as well. Why, I I think... Have Joshua, who was down there in the in the valley uh, fighting the battle, he was thankful that they were up there. He was thankful that they were up there, and not just Moses with his hands up, but he was thankful for Aaron and her. It might have spared his life, but he was thankful for them, and he couldn't have done it without them. But oh, they were so necessary. And I think how necessary it is for the saints of God who hold up the hands of our leaders in prayer. Just like Aaron and her, oh, you're just holding up why what you know to be true and right and what's the best for us. Why we thank God for everyone. I know I heard people say even this morning, we're praying for you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Why? I know it counts for much. And it does much. Oh, Aaron and her just wanted to do what they could to help Israel win the battle. They were faithful. Thank God for faithful people. We just want to see everyone make heaven. Everyone, as the Luke is saying, Moving up to glory land, I thought, Lord, may we all get there. May we all be moving up to glory land. May we all have our sights fixed, focused right on heaven. You know, you get your sights on heaven, all the peripheral things don't even matter. Nothing else even matters. You get your your eyes on the goal and you think of what we're looking forward to and the place that the Lord has prepared for us, why everything else becomes dim. When you look around and see a brother or sister and you think their arms might be tired, you know, you be the one to help hold them up. 
You be the one to help hold their arms up. We need each other. We need each other greatly. Moses couldn't have done it without Aaron and her. Joshua couldn't have done it without all three of them. We can't do it alone either, nor do we want to. No. We, we want, I love when I'm able to come to the house of the Lord and see the saints of God. That thrills my heart every time. I'm happy when I see you, and I'm thankful for that. The contrast to Aaron and her would be Dathan and Abiram, who strove against Moses. They tried to just cause strife and wreck a good thing. Really, they were just striving against the Lord. They thought, uh, maybe who they thought, we're going to take over, we're going to benefit ourselves, but they're striving against the Lord. No, we don't want to do that. No, we want to be on the same team and striving for the same goal, working together. Why? Just to see every one of us make the goal. Aaron and her were just willing to do whatever it was to help get the victory. Amen. Is that your desire this morning? You know, the Lord wants to save everyone. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come under repentance. There are no exceptions. It's the Lord's goal to see everyone make heaven. You know, again, I, I had an opportunity to go fishing out on the halibut. I've told stories on it before, 55-hour opener, and uh, it, it can get quite monotonous. We set hooks with, uh, they just start snapping them on a rope for two miles, 1,600 hooks. And I remember I, I remember saying a prayer that one morning, thinking, Lord, Lord, open the door so I can say a word. To these men and we were back there and I, I had the brake on the drum so it doesn't spin too fast and while they're snapping hooks on and the one said tell us a story Wayne you know they they opened the door <laughs> and I was able to tell them something that they were very familiar with and that was coming out of the Straits of Juan de Fuca into the ocean and I told them how and these guys, most of them are half my age. I told them when I was young, I had that little 16-foot boat, and I used to go out on the ocean by myself in that, and we, dating myself, didn't have cell phones, didn't have all this stuff. And uh, I said, just a simple little boat. I had no way of contacting anybody, but that big wave came over the top of the boat and flooded it. And their eyes got big as they were snapping hooks, and they wanted to know more. And I told them how... That I was, it was ready to roll over, and I would jump from side to side. I'd roll the other way, and I couldn't get to my life jacket because it was up under the bow. And I said, "But let me tell you guys something." I was praying. I said I was praying, and I said from that point on, I determined I was going to live for the Lord. And I was able to go on and give them more of my testimony about how the Lord used that situation. But I think how much it was even before that point that faithful people were there in my life just showing me the right way to go. Much of it 
right here in this precious church, people of God, faithful, encourage me the right direction. Aaron's and Herb's, there just to show the right way to go. You know, we can lift up the arms of the unsaved and and those that need to be saved this morning. We can pray for them. Oh, say, I'm praying for you. If you know uh, they need to be saved, if we know someone needs to be sanctified, we can pray for them. If we know someone needs to be baptized, we can pray for them. Oh, that's just what no less than they, than Aaron and her were doing. They were just lifting up the arms of the one who had the need. And we're all that person sometime. Let's all pull together like Aaron and her. Like Barnabas. Just be that encourager. That one that helps the gospel move forward. We do all we can to see our loved ones make the goal. I want to see my grandson make the goal. I want to see every face I see in here make the goal. I want to do my part. My prayer is, your prayer will be the same. You want to do your part. We'll work together. We're a support system. A precious support system. One that the world can't even know. The Lord wants to answer a prayer for you this morning. And I know this, that there will be people praying for you. You make your needs known. Even if you say, I have an unspoken request, why people will pray. And God will hear. May the Lord answer your prayer this morning. Whatever it is your need is. 552 is the song, and we'll pray for each other. Let's close this part of the service, but let's go to prayer, and let's let the Lord answer our prayers this morning.